Let's go to the hotline right now, and we're joined by DJ Bean. As promised, we'll switch gears and talk some hockey. DJ is joining us to talk about the story that came out that Brad Marchand might get traded to the San Jose Sharks for Patrick Marlowe. But according to what DJ has written on WEEI.com, you can see it there, WEEI.com, according to GM Peter Shirelli, that's not happening, is it, DJ? No, it isn't. Um, no, I mean, that, that. first of all, hello, fellas. Uh, hey, hey, DJ. Um, yeah, I mean, that that one doesn't make sense to me anyway, uh, even without Shirelli weighing in on it. Marlowe's older and a lot more expensive, and they've got, like, $10 million to sign, like, everyone on their team. So it would be – it wouldn't make sense to, to do, like, a slight upgrade at, on their second line left wing for a couple million extra dollars. So that didn't make sense to me anyway. And the fact that Shirelli would go on the record of refuting it, like – I mean, that should say it all. Yeah, you know, DJ, I saw the two, the quote, no discussions for Marshawn, and I have no plans to trade him. Um, should he just rule that out like that? I mean, well, it, yeah, that, that's where you kind of get into uh, territory because you're like, all right, yeah, you don't trade him for Patrick Marlowe, but don't say before the – I mean, I'm, I'm glad he did because um, <laughs> it gave me a story. But, I mean, I, I find it very interesting before the, the, uh, the offseason really starts that you've ruled out trading this guy. Because, I mean, as I look at this team, how many guys on this team are really good, like, options to trade? Like, who would you would think net you something good in return who aren't in, like, your absolute core of Chara, Lucic, Bergeron, Rask? Like, Marchand's got, what, three years and $4.5 million left. He's a guy who other teams should view as a 30-goal uh, scorer. And Johnny Boychuk, he's a guy with, like, one year and, I want to say, three, six, six million left. Those are the two guys that aren't in your core who, if you're going to make a move, other teams are going to want, and they'll be after those types of guys. So, I, I, yeah, I, I, think it's, I, I think it makes sense for him to say, no, I'm not going to trade him for Patrick Marlowe. But for him to say he's not going to trade him at all is, uh, is very interesting because he didn't have to say that. He could have just said no comment. So, hey, DJ, if you were going to make a trade, if you are the Bruins, which player is the most expendable? Which guy would be your piece that you would need to move in order to make your team better? I don't think there's a guy that you need to get rid of in order to make your team better. I mean, you, you look at where the team finished off last season. They had guys like Kevin Miller and Matt Barkowski on their back end, and both of them struggled. Miller I don't think you worry about because he's a bottom-pairing guy, and he, he should be able to take over that Adam McQuaid role. Uh, Barkowski's a guy who, if everyone's healthy next year, you're not going to have in your lineup anyway, and Barkowski's a perfectly fine option as a seventh defenseman. Uh, so... I think that it's just about if those guys are healthy, if Seidenberg's in your lineup, then you're a much better team. Uh, but, I mean, as far as guys that you could move, again, I go back to Marshand and I go back to Boychuk, which is why I find it really interesting that he's ruling out uh, moving Marshand already. DJ Bean with us from WEEI.com. Read his column about the proposed Marshand-Marlowe trade and the quotes that Peter Shirelli has there that debunk the notion. I will say this, though, DJ, and I agreed with what Lou just said about the sharp-pointed nature of the quotes from the Bruins' GM. But at the same time, he does leave it open on the back end a bit, doesn't he? In the sense that I've had no discussions for Marshan. I have no plans to trade Marshan. He's not saying I won't. He's not saying right. I guarantee he'll be back. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, I, I don't view this as a the Bruins definitely aren't trading Brad Marshan thing. And I don't think that, it's, I mean, I don't think gun to his head, Peter Shirelli would say right now it's a 100% certainty that Marshan's going to be on the roster at the start of next season. But I think that the message he's trying to convey is that he's not actively shopping the guy. 
I think that you should be able to be willing to move any non-core player in the right deal. And I think that Peter Shirelli has shown throughout his tenure in Boston that he's willing to do that. I think if the right offer comes along, sure they would move a guy like him. But I don't think that as Peter Shirelli goes about his offseason, he says, all right, uh, what do we got to do? Step one, trade Brad Marchand. I mean, he's a guy that, look, he led your team in goals uh, in the lockout-shortened season. And going into this season, I expected either him, he or Jerome McGinley to lead the team in goals. And Jerome McGinley did. Marchand was third. It was a bad season for him. But I think that this is a player who, if you sell on him right now, after he put up that goose egg in the postseason, and after he was remarkably streaky this uh, regular season, I don't think you're going to get the best return on the guy. And again, he's a good young player who has a good, affordable contract. Do you want to move him if you're not going to get something great back? You know, DJ, Jerome again, like you mentioned, uh, that base salary that he had, I, think, I don't know, it was 1.8, but he reached basically all his incentives to six. Salary cap question. How does that, reaching all his incentives, affect their cap for this year? And where exactly are they cap-wise? Well, his, uh, his incentives were pretty much, uh, if, if his name is Jerome at any point during the season, then uh, he'll get $6 million. <laughs> and if uh, he uses a hockey stick in any game, then he gets $6 million. Those incentives were just jokes. They were basically because he's a player over 35, as, as I think you guys know. If, if you're over 35, um, then you can take that lower uh, salary, and that's what will go against the cap. And then all of the uh, incentives that you get will go against your team's cap number next year in the form of a cap penalty. So that's the thing, like $4 million, is that against the cap this right. year? Yeah, thereabouts. So the Bruins are looking at that penalty this season. Right now, as of this second, they have like $9.1 million in cap space. Uh, I mean, there are a lot of moving parts. They've got a ton of restricted free agents, most notably Riley Smith and Tory Krug. I don't know what kind of deals those guys are going to want, if they're going to want bridge contracts or if they're going to want to cash in at kind of a lower number for something over a longer term. But really what the Bruins are looking at as it relates to Jerome Ginla is their best bet at keeping him is if he is willing to do this type of contract again, which is, look, we'll give you $1.8 million. And again, if you wear skates during the game, then you get $6 million. But that cap number will still be 1.8 or thereabouts. And then they'll still be paying that penalty from last year, and then if they do it again this year, they'll pay it next year, and they can just keep pushing that penalty forward. So ultimately, if they do get Jerome McGinley for that type of deal this year, they'd be paying like $6 million total against the cap when you consider what they have from last year. But I think that if he wants a multi-year deal, and if he wants to make something like $6 million a year, uh, then I don't know if there's that good a chance of him coming back, because other teams are going to be able to blow the the doors off, and I think Don Meehan's a really good agent who gets what he wants. And I think that if Jerome McGinley can be talked into going elsewhere with the worst chance of winning, then maybe he's gone. If the Bruins can talk him into taking one year, one year, one year down the road until he retires, then he'll stay. I think it's simple as that. Hey, DJ, so let's go uh, to the Stanley Cup Finals. Uh, game five tonight, Rangers-Kings. Rangers finally got a win. So do you think the Kings close them out and celebrate in L.A. tonight? Yeah, I mean, I, I said Kristen going into this series, and I was wrong about everything else this season, so I might as well be right about one thing. There you go. I said that, that the Kings would win in five games because you got to, I mean, you have to account for the other team doing something. I think the Kings are just that much better, and I think that if the Bruins were in the Stanley Cup Finals with the way the Kings are going, uh, that I think the, the Kings still would have beaten them. I think that uh, Lundqvist, again, has to stand on his head for 
the Rangers, and you give them all the credit in the world, but in order for them to have a chance against these guys, Lundqvist has to stand on his head. And I don't think it's fair to count on him to do that three more times. So, yeah, I'll say the Kings will close it up tonight. DJ, thanks for coming on. I really got the impression you doubted the veracity of this report or the credibility of the report. Am I right on that? I did. Yes, I did. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just, it didn't come from anyone in Boston. And I, I know Murph, he's an awesome dude. Um, and he broke a lot. I mean, he broke the Nathan Horton trade when it happened. But, uh, yeah, like, I'd, I don't know. You hear a lot of things in, in days as a reporter, and you kind of decide which are worth running with and worth not. like if I if I heard that the Bruins and Marshan the Bruins and Sharks were discussing Marshan and Marlowe, my move would be to go to Shirelli or, or one of the GMs and see if there was anything to it. At which point Shirelli, like he did today, would have said, No, that's totally not true. Um, or he would have said, maybe on background or something, like maybe there's something to it or whatever, you get some sort of answer. Um, so I yeah, if if I had heard that, I would have not have reported it. <laughs> DJ, thanks a bunch, man. All right, later. That's DJ Bean from WEEI.com. And again, the quote from Peter Shirelli, I have no discussions to trade Brad Marchand, no plans to trade him. I don't make it a practice to respond to reports in the social media, but occasionally it is necessary. I love media on me, 